I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward, Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope and I pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every day. If you live here in the United States, for so many of us, y'all, this has been a week of preparation and celebration for the things that we are most thankful for. And it's a feast. So I, I wasn't out in it yesterday, but I heard that our grocery stores here in Chicagoland were overflowing with people who were stressed out, shopping for last minute items to make just the right main dishes, side dishes, desserts for the feast, but extra stressed out. Because here in Chicagoland, we're on phase three to take precautions for COVID-19 safety. Now we're on a phased rollout for recovery, but we had to dial it back to phase three because there have been so many new cases. So please do commit that to some prayer if you feel so led. So that means less people are allowed in the stores to help with social or depending on where you live, spatial distance requirements. Now, I don't like to cook. That's why I said y'all earlier, because <laughs> I don't like to cook. I'm just not good at it. I But I do know many people who are amazing cooks. I mean, right here in my own home, my dude is like a super chef. And I, I enjoy helping out. Mostly I get in the way, but I, I enjoy helping out. And I, I love, we love watching the Great British Baking Show. I'm able to see from all of that that cooking is truly an art and a very precise art. So if you are missing one element, you got to go get it. If you want things to turn out perfectly and timing is so important with cooking. And I'm sure that many people who were out there last minute, there was even some yelling in the stores. I heard just, you know, so much stress because they realized that for that one missing thing, that's something that adds to the stress of preparation for everything to be just perfect, depending on your control issues. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But the reason that all of this caught my attention today is that it's twice this week. I've been in conversations specifically about the times, seasons, and rhythms of life. Oh, it's actually three conversations. One friend asking for prayer about whether or not she should leave a job in the tech industry because it's become so stressful, crazy stressful, with a smaller staff and increased workload. Another, another one of my friends feels a bit like his whole life I shouldn't say a bit. His whole life is on hold because of the travel restrictions and dreams deferred. A 2020 has been a year of many uncertainties and delays all over the place with emotions running high and low and everywhere in between. That motivation wave, as we say in behavior design, has been more like a storm of emotions for so many for so long. But it's not all stressful conversations. Maybe you know what I mean. The stressful ones are mixed up with the goofy and the fun ones most and lots of cooking conversations about holiday plans and digital Zoom Thanksgiving celebrations. It's, you know, the ingredients of life, if you will, all jumbled up 2020 style. Now, all these components reminded me of the times in the scripture where people became frustrated, even angry with God. They were upset with Jesus about his precarious, curious timing. Some say that he showed up too early, being born as a baby on planet Earth. Under those circumstances, why not come as a full-grown man and preach for 20 or 30 years? Why start the ministry of hope so late in his life? Even Jesus' siblings tried to school him up on timing and, and presentation. There were other times where he seemed to be extra late. 
Like when he received the news that his dear friend, his best friend even, Lazarus was sick. And it was an illness that everyone knew would take his life. He was terminal. Now, Jesus is God. Of course, he knew Lazarus was sick before they told him. And he could have gone to visit and healed him as soon as he received the news. But he didn't. He waited two whole days before making that trip to Bethany. By the time he arrived, Lazarus was dead. <laughs> the funeral, and I'm not laughing because it's, you know, death is funny, but the funeral and burial was over. He was already in the tomb for four days by all appearances, it seemed. Yeah, God was late. And one of the most profound conversations in the Bible happens here in John chapter 11, because Martha, who's the one who holds it all together, she'd be, I think she'd be one of the folks at the grocery store, maybe not yelling in the grocery store, but I think she would be there getting those last minute things because she was one of those people that wanted things to be perfect. And so she, she goes to, to, to Jesus. I, I believe she's probably really calm, like she's known to be. And um, she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus says, your brother will rise again. I am the resurrection and the life. And the one who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Martha says, yes, I believe. But she really doesn't understand what he, what he was really saying there. And she definitely doesn't understand what will happen next. And that's okay. That leads me to a conversation I had this morning where a friend whose name is Tomorrow, and I love her name. I have chills just telling you her name. Her name is Tomorrow. And she expressed that she's thankful that God understands what we're feeling and that there's always a time to feel. And what you're feeling, it's okay. It's okay to express all of it, feel all of it. God is not upset when we're feeling so intense about a situation or an outcome or a circumstance. Even if we're shaking our fist at God, maybe you've heard that expression. He can handle our anger. He made the multiverse. It's okay. Jesus wasn't upset at Martha for her frustrations and confusions about his timing, not arriving when he should have or could have to save her brother from what we perceive as death. And I'm wondering, what are you feeling right now? Have you taken the time to honor and acknowledge what you're actually feeling about so many strange new things that are collectively happening all over the world. We're all processing, coming alongside one another together, trying to make sense of everything as a human family. So many things that very few people could have prepared for in any way. It's not unusual to feel like God is showing up late or not at all. My best friend once told me, Junie, I'm praying, but it feels like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling back at me. And that's okay. We've all been there. And you might even be feeling the opposite. Maybe things are going great for you and your days are filled with laughter and even dancing. That's great. Ecclesiastes 3 spells it all out. There's a time to dance and rejoice and there's a time to weep and mourn. And I believe that's what God really wants us to understand is that there's always a time for what you are feeling. It's never wrong to feel what you're feeling because your emotions matter. They are a gift. Our emotions are a gift with a very specific purpose. Your mind and emotions, when you're triggered or prompted, as we say, as behavior designers, they're doing exactly what God designed them to do, to alert you. It's like a notification on your smartphone that you are truly alive. Praise God you're here. And what you're feeling needs to be acknowledged and attended to. 
Whether it's overflowing joy or overwhelming sorrow, please allow yourself to feel. The tiny habit of allowing yourself to feel and express what you're feeling is a gift. Yesterday morning, I had a hard conversation, one that led me to tears. I must have cried for two hours straight. But because I'm in the habit of fully feeling what I need to feel, I allowed myself that to shed those tears. And as I prayed, it just, you know, it was such a healthy release. And then that evening, that same night, one of my favorite songs popped up on the screen for King and Country. It's called Together on my YouTube playlist. And if we, the lyric is awesome. If we fall, we will fall together. If we rise, we will rise together. And I just went into full dance mode. It was so fun. My son Elijah saw me dancing. He joined me. We had an all out dance party right there in that moment. While I was dancing, it didn't matter that I'd been crying that morning because the first few beats of that song began and I knew it was time to celebrate and just dance. I mean, come on, why not? Jesus wept. He wept with Mary and Martha and all the loved ones of Lazarus who gathered to mourn the illness and the death. Jesus wept. Check that out in John chapter 11. It's one of the tiniest verses in the Bible. John eleven thirty five. And please memorize it as two words. It's a reminder that we are to feel the fullness of what we're going through. Jesus wept even though he knew. He knew full well that he was about to raise Lazarus from death. He wept to show you and me that our emotions are a gift from God. Feel what you need to feel because God is with you. Take a day if you need to. Just feel it. Let it out. Every tear is actually a tiny prayer. That's Psalm 56 verse 8. So take a deep calming breath if you need to. In through the nose, out through the mouth, calm your nervous system and feel. Maybe even fire up that playlist and dance or sing. With all the stress and uncertain things, I pray that you will remember to practice the tiny habit of feeling what you're feeling. Feel the feels. If there's room to in that moment, just go for it. I cried for that two hours because I needed to. If not, make a note for later as soon as possible. This is the one thing that you and I can always prepare for. I call it the wild card. It's the unexpected, the unknown thing, because no matter how good you are at planning, this is the only constant thing in human life. It's the unknown, the unexpected. So go ahead and plan for it, because when it comes, and it surely will, that's what Jesus said, your preparation will enable you to be in the habit of responding with, I knew this was coming. The wild card always shows up. And no matter how it unfolds, it's going to be okay you're going to be okay because God is with you. And I'm telling you, if it's not good yet, just like with cooking all that food, I've learned, observe this. If it's not good yet, if it's not done yet, just wait. God always has the final say. Be patient. I know I, those two words are so frustrating sometimes, but God always has the final say. And if it's not good yet, then God's not done with the situation yet. And his perspective is always better than good. It's best. So I pray that today you'll rest in that. Start curating that tiny habit of feeling what you're feeling. Thank you so much for listening today. I do hope you'll stop by my website. It's juniefelix.com. There you receive a free download of one of my event bestsellers. It's called The Gift of Sorrow. And you'll also receive updates on my soon coming project with my publisher, Nav Press. It's called You Are Worth the Work. Moving forward from trauma to faith. That's juniefelix.com. I'll see you there. 
Have a wonderful brand new day as you worship.